Pia. Hey. Hello. <laughs> I just started like a phone call. Like, what's up? What's up, girl? <laughs> Guys, you'll hopefully be listening to this on a Friday. So happy Friday if you're tuning happy in Friday. on the day that this goes live. Um, we're exactly basically a week out from Christmas. I was just looking at the calendar before this launched. It's like, crazy. I'm, like I'm so confused. Hopefully, you know, wherever you're listening to this from, you are heading into wherever you are going for the holidays, whether that's, you know, for Christmas or Hanukkah or what, whatever you celebrate or believe in. Hopefully you are kind of getting into that mode a little bit and decompressing. But based off that statement, let's talk about what we're going to be talking about today, which is a little bit of the opposite with the holidays near, you know, you think that a lot of times decompressing and getting ready for this like kind of slow relaxation period is in the pipeline it's not necessarily true because I think the holidays can also be a high stress situation you're traveling you're finishing up things for work you have quarterly reports due you maybe are traveling yeah (laughs) you're in finals season you're maybe traveling distances to see family and friends maybe you are in a divided household, or maybe you're seeing people that you haven't really planned to see over Christmas. You know, there are a lot of factors. Sorry, the holidays, not just Christmas. There are a lot of factors <laughs> um, that play into the holidays. So we're going to kind of talk about what we do to cope with all that stuff, things that we're going to prioritize to de-stress during this time, you know, what the holidays can often bring. We had an earlier episode where we dove into traditions and kind of things like that. So if you're into that vibe check out that episode but today we're going to talk more about kind of the the ins and outs of what the holidays really mean for your personal like your mental health and just like the your state of mind in that kind of reset period i'm excited to to do this one this is going to be this is going to be fantastic thanks for starting us out on the of I course think we're ready to let's do it let's go I feel like every time I sit down to record <laughs> one of these episodes, I am at my at my inner peace. It's I honestly can, that is like the biggest compliment ever. Like one of the few times in the week that I sit down and just actually like allow my brain to churn and like it's so nice to just again just to have an open conversation about things that you and I are both feeling and that we know most likely other people out there will relate to and I just I love it it makes me feel very warm I mean, and fuzzy I, can't agree more. On the inside. Like, <laughs> I don't mean to cut you off I no. I think there's not there isn't many moments where exactly at what you just said that I can sit down and let my brain kind of in this case decompress and yeah. let all the thoughts that have just been spinning in my head all day and put them into a dialogue that I feel like is constructive and um, just, yeah, exactly. Take a lot of my thoughts that I've had and, you know, see, see what I can get out of it and see not only that, but I would I love hearing what you have to say and yeah. maybe having a productive space to, to share our thoughts has just been so rewarding and so incredible. Mm-hmm. So I just, I, I, can't I love it. And I think, you know, for those of you guys who have been here for a while or 
people that know us personally, I know people reach out sometimes and are like, oh my gosh, like I feel this so hard. Like I resonate with this. And like, that is so cool to hear when people kind of provide that feedback because one, it shows that like you guys care about what we had to say, which like shout out. (laughs) Thank you. Um, But also it's cool because again, it reinforces that idea that like a lot of people are going through the same processes and a lot of people have the same struggles, whether we verbalize that or not. And I think that can be a very comforting feeling around the holidays when, you know, it's like there's this pressure of like Christmas cheer and the holiday spirit and everything's fucking amazing. And the reality is that it's oftentimes a little bit not amazing and it's you're wrapping things up. You're kind of in overdrive. There's a lot of burnout at this point in time in the year. Um, And we're going to do a New Year's episode. Maggie and I were talking about this earlier. Oh, yeah. Um, Kind of about resolutions and looking back at like your past year which will be a different time but in terms of the holidays you know there's still a lot of things coming to a close before you actually go home and decompress and take time to see family and friends that can oftentimes lead to stressful situations as well as wonderful times and traditions but let's kind of talk about I mean the first thing that comes to your mind Maggie I'm curious like when you think of the holidays is that something that brings you peace of mind or is it something that you've experienced with you and your friends or maybe have talked about with other people in the past that the holidays can sometimes be a period of time that isn't necessarily a period of rest and relaxation and Christmas joy and spirit and cheer and that it can oftentimes actually be a bit of a stressful time especially in the 20s. Maggie yeah, and I are both no. in our low twenties, by the way. We should probably like preface that for well, yeah, no, randos well, sure. that don't know us. <laughs> by the I'm, way, I'm you're not a random. Right. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but thank you for asking that and start kicking us off. I think, you know, the holidays it's it's such a whirlwind of emotions, and as we talked about in our traditions episode, I think growing up, the way that I saw holidays as a as a child was well, definitely completely different than how I've seen it, especially like these past couple of years. Um, but I, it's kind of funny how around the holidays, there's a lot of, in the media, there's just a lot of Christmassy, everything being kind of shoved down your throat. Um, and in a way it's, it's kind of enlightening where it brings, like, it makes me feel like I'm getting into the holiday spirit when, you know, in this case, you'll see the Christmas trees. Well, this isn't on the media, but you'll see the Christmas trees on people's cars and you'll hear all the Christmas music being blasted in every single store that you go into. Um, and all the holiday themed, um, soaps and and candles and like, yeah, like, food and in the stores and everything you can imagine is just once it hits November or not even like once it hits December, well, November too, but December Mm -hmm. 1st, every, I swear, everything is just, it's like a light switch. Um, in a way it's, it's very nice to have that, um, people naturally, I I wouldn't, I mean, it's not really, I wouldn't say it's naturally getting into the spirit because I mean, I feel like in a way it's just, it's be kind of becoming a, a programmed thing where once it hits a certain time in the year, it's like, okay, like, well, in this case, a lot of people know they're going to get increased sales from right. uh, selling Christmas themed anything. But at the same time, I, in a way, what my, what I'm trying to get at is I 
I like it mm-hmm. to the extent where I like being in a surrounded, in an environment where a lot of people are like all together are feeling this like quote unquote holiday spirit joy, joy yeah. but to an extent once it becomes I don't like when it becomes super forced and I don't I'm trying to figure mm-hmm. out that boundary and I'm trying to pinpoint where that boundary is but I think in a way I yeah. holidays are nice because it, it for it I just said I don't like when it's forced but it kind of gives people an excuse to be more and more like ha- like happier yeah. in a way because I feel like a lot of other seasons it's like oh well Halloween you're supposed to be yeah you know, about death and scary spooky things and and like totally. you know whatever but and then Thanksgiving well you're giving thanks so I guess in a way that's also you're coming together with your family but Christmas it's different where um or any holiday you celebrate too um I think mm-hmm. I know I'm I disclaimer, I'm disclaimer. we both uh, just happen to celebrate we just Christmas, exactly but no matter what you celebrate, it's, you know, whatever floats your boat. But I think same feeling. It's, it's the same aura, I'm sure. Yeah. It's also kind of, I don't know. Anyways, I feel like I am just, bl- I, I have a lot of things on my mind, but yeah. it's, I don't, I'm trying to think of the core message I'm getting at. I, I do enjoy the holidays where I like coming together with family. And um, I guess I, I, I like that feeling of spirit, but in a way mm-hmm. when it's super forced, I'm not quite sure how to feel. And I would like yeah. to hear your opinion because I feel like I kind of spewed mm-hmm. a lot of things out, but no, yeah. I'm here for the spew and I'm here for the vibes. So I'm here for the spirit, man. I'm like, personally, I can't wait for Christmas this year because this is my first year of working a full-time job, which has been um, so lovely. And I feel so fortunate and I've learned so much, but also we live in a very scary world, ladies and gentlemen. I, People are getting laid off left and right. People are getting fired and people are quitting their jobs because, uh, I don't know, there's just something's happening. You know, we're pre-recession. There's, there's, some, there's some movement for sure. And it can feel very uncertain, which can be a little bit daunting. And I think going into the holidays this year I'm kind of like so excited for a break from work just to like reset mentally and really spend time to do the things that I want to do but I also already can tell you this Maggie I know that the minute that I go home you know it's not like I'm gonna be like reinventing all my hobbies and painting again all the time like I'm a lot of it's just gonna be me slumped on a couch in a corner reading a book because sometimes you're just so burnt out and exhausted and I think Mm -hmm. Speaking of what you were saying when, like, the holidays are kind of shoved down your throat, there's this, this, like, not pressure to, like, reconnect with everyone from your hometown, like, do all these things. But it's, like, sometimes you just want to go home and coexist with loved ones, whether that's friends or family, and, like, just exist in a room with them. You don't have to be doing much. You can just be, like, I feel like my family's very good at just coexisting and you know, we, we plan fun things to do to spend time together, but it's not like every day. Yeah, like, All right. What yeah. are we going to do as a family? Like we yeah. kind of just like hang out and like my mom will be baking cookies and my dad will be like in the yard and like, we'll pop out to the yard and see what he's up to. And uh-huh. my like brother and sister will be like in the living room watching TV, but like everyone's around and that in itself, I think is what I crave throughout the year. And that's what's special about the holidays. I don't know if it's necessarily the holidays, 
that has anything to do with that. It's not the Christmas cheer and the spirit and all that stuff. It's just kind of this, the way that the holiday season is built that ultimately brings people together. And I think that's what's so cool about holidays at all. Because again, for people that know me, I'm not a religious person, but I think the tradition that comes with holidays is is really, really special. And it gives people time to actually like deconnect from their crazy workaholic lives and to sit in a place, whether that's a house or a summer home or a friend's house or a neighbor's house, whatever, and just yes. coexist. And I think the, the holidays for me ultimately are just the beauty of coexisting in a space that's honestly, like, for me, like, I feel very lucky to say this. Like, I feel like my family dynamic is a very safe space. I could just actually, like, completely breathe out and relax and just enjoy it um and then I don't know if you have any initial thoughts on that and then I later want to get into the pressure of like reconnecting with everybody else in your hometown yeah yeah I think you know it's the holidays can feel in a way I can they can feel exciting where you're able Mm to you know count down the days where you, where you get to go home and spend time with loved ones. But at the same time, it can also be a little frightening, especially if there's family members that you aren't super close with, or your family dynamic isn't super coherent um, and transparent. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely many different like elements. Two sides to that. Go into it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think um, it definitely can be, overwhelming, especially when finals are ending and you're ending that chapter, in this case for me, of the semester. And for you, I think just closing out your final reports for for your job. And, and it's just, it's interesting being able to pin for me, there's just like seeing that the end is near. It, it's really weird where it doesn't feel real because yeah. in a way, once you're like in the middle of, in this case for me, it was your it, my semester. And then for you, it was, um, I think it was, I, I'm not just the middle of the fall. Um, I, I think it can feel like there is, it's never going to end. And you're just like, oh, right. know, when, is, when is it going to be the holidays? Like, when is it going to, and then all of a sudden it, 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 it like the holidays actually hit mm. and you're, you're thinking, and I thought to myself, like, wait a minute. I, I can't believe it actually, like I, I made it in a way I made it. And I can't say it yet because I'm not, I, I'm not finished yet with my exams, but. Um, Soon, fingers crossed. You got so it. Weird. <laughs> in a way, it's such a strange um, yeah. reckoning to kind of reach that point. But at the same time, I think it's, I, I try to remember to let myself be excited um, yeah. because I think there's so many times or I've noticed so many times during the semester where I've said, you know, you're not allowed to feel happy because you have to buckle down and just suffer through this and get through it no matter what. And it's so, it is, I'm, I'm saying it's weird to a lot of things that have happened, but I, I guess a lot of points in my mm-hmm. semester have been weird, but I think, and I've noticed a lot of people around me, it's, not a lot of people are just outwardly happy during, yes. I mean, even just in school, like, and I get, maybe that's just being at, at, in a city school. Um, that's really mm-hmm. big. And, and I, you, you just see a lot of people that you don't know, but I've thought about this a lot and I've just noticed that it's very, it's very rare for me to see somebody who is 
outwardly just like in a good mood joyous and spreading interesting like Mm. I there's a couple people uh, and I and I'll remember them for a while like I was at um star market which is like the grocery store near my near my place Mm -hmm. and there's this guy who helps people check out in the self-checkout and I swear he was the nicest man I've ever this really tall man and he was like how are you doing like he was just you know I his personality you wouldn't expect him to be so excited about helping people just check out their groceries but he was like how are you doing you know you're looking fantastic today I hope you have an amazing day you know saying all these things and people like people checking out I swear they were like smiling and laughing and I just had never seen somebody smile Mm -hmm. in that grocery store never once and I swear (laughs) it was like I thought to myself, people are miserable, bro. People are miserable, but it's also like the power of just one person and, yeah. and the power of just one of a compliment of a smile. Like joy can be so and contagious. I, and it made yeah. me feel so good. And I, well, he didn't even say anything to me, but it's just, he was in a place that I felt like it, I would not see somebody be so excited to, in yeah. this case, to, to be working there. Um, he was, you know so, what? That is so wholesome and it reminds me, I have to just share this example because it's a great example that goes hand in hand with this. There's a woman who works at my subway stop because we're currently going through construction. They're like rebuilding the elevators at my subway stop in New York. And there's a woman who's there every day at the crack of freaking morning. I get to the train at like 8.05 every single day and she's probably been working for like, I don't even know how many hours already. She says good morning to every single person that comes down that escalator. If you know how many people commute between the hours of 7 and 9 a.m. in New York City, it's hundreds of people. She's always like, good morning, have an amazing day, like beautiful people. Like she makes so many miserable people that come down that escalator. Like I literally see it, Maggie, like you like descend into the earth's dungeons literally with the rat. (laughs) And there's this lovely woman down there who just greets you with a smile and treats you like a human being for 1.5 second of your day and I always smile at her and I always tell her to have the best day ever because she doesn't even know how much joy she spreads in that one subway station like she single-handedly makes it her prerogative to make sure that people even just crack a smile which by the way is really hard to do to people that are extremely stressed out especially eight o'clock in the morning but she Mm -hmm. does it and I think like that those are like angels on earth to put it yeah. simply just yeah. like you said about that man at the grocery store some people just carry that element of joy and they want other people to feel good and I think that's such a special and unappreciated trait that people carry and people like that are vital for our society and I and I just it just makes you appreciate it, it makes you want to be like those people it makes you want to compliment people and it makes you want to make other people feel good at the end of the day right and it's something so small but I think you're right. It's something that it can really impact people and it doesn't go unnoticed. I think, thank you for sharing that story. I, I just, that that's making me just so like, it makes me so happy to hear that, especially it, it plants my, it puts myself in a place where it doesn't take, and it, it reminds me that it doesn't take anything to, to smile at somebody yeah. to, even though it's it's frightening and I say this and I'll walk down the street and be like, Maggie, you should get like, come on. You know, I, I try, it's funny where I'll say, say things and I'll just be like, all right, you know, um, what's that saying? Preach. What is the preaching? The preach? Practice what uh, you preach. 
Yes. Yes. Practice what you preach. I'm like, Maggie, you got to practice what you preach. You got to. And, but it's, it, I'm just. It's so hard to do. That is so difficult to do, but it just proves that. We should take the, the time to do it. You're right. Yes. And there's this one saying that I actually have in my book that I feel as though um, really kind of correlates to what you just said. And in the, yeah. right, like I have a, a little academic planner, but, but the first thing that I wrote down in it that I just, a, a quote that it's not even a quote, but, or just a line that I really like is how will you, who as is, so it's who, and then under it, I put a line and then under it is how, so it's like who and how, mm-hmm. and then the other end of the quote is, will you be remembered by? And it's mm-hmm. something that I think about a lot in terms of, you know, I'm at a, I've Powerful. been in many places where I thought, gosh, like, what do I want to do with my life? Who do, how do I want people to view me? How do I want to be seen by other people? Um, and I look at that quote and especially in times where I'm doubting myself, I'll just be like, okay, but how do you want to be remembered by when, when you go? And I know it sounds mm-hmm. kind of existential or a little bit morbid, but I think about it a lot where if you're just, if it's your one goal is to, to greet people on the subway every day, you're, you're, you can only imagine how many millions of people you're touching right. by just doing that one thing. And it, or, and it can be as simple in this case as a smile. It could be as simple mm-hmm. as, you know, giving, giving somebody a hug at, after a really tough day or yeah. just something, a, a saying that, that it can be, I mean, I can't really think of an example right now, but um, it's just little things little that add things. up yeah. and it's, I swear getting older, it's those, those small actions that I just like, that really touch me and mm. Um, I don't, you learn to I, cherish yeah. those things about people and it's, you're right. It's, you know, it's easy to go through your day with your head down and just getting to the end. And I think there's a beauty in appreciating little things. And I mean, we could do a whole episode on appreciating little things. It's something I've recently been prioritizing in my own life, but I think to tie this back into the holidays in a, in a good way would be, you know, what who are the people that when you go home for the holidays or when you're in that kind of um, breaks mode that make you feel little bursts of joy? Who are the people in your hometown that make you feel appreciated and make you want to smile and make you want to feel good? Who are the family members that you know that when you go home for the holidays, you can go to and ultimately have discussions with that are going to benefit you or make you feel safe and comfortable? I think that's something that goes untalked about about the holidays you know going back a lot of times like I'm flying to Florida for the holidays and I currently live in New York I get to see people all in one place it's like the one time a year I can see certain people all in one place without having to travel hundreds of miles and there's comfort knowing that those people from a past life or in this case if you have a hometown that you return to that you have those elements of kind of comfort and joy and gratitude within people and I think it's it's really special and important to acknowledge that certain people in your hometown and family members can make you feel those little like just little moments of gratitude that I think carry so much weight like you were just mentioning the the beauty of smiling and just the the it's the little elements of joy and passing them on to somebody else there's beauty in that and I think by the way for me 
this isn't a person that does this, but for me, it's my entire hometown. Sometimes like you just need a taste of your childhood or a little bit of nostalgia laced in there. And you just need to get in your car and drive around your hometown and go to your favorite coffee shop and pick up your favorite smoothie bowl and mm. go to your favorite, I don't even know what, library. What's your coffee shop? Sorry. Oh, my God. It's called Kunjani, bro. Yes. It's like, yes. Okay. It's, I was going to say, it starts with a K. It's always on my story. I'm obsessed with it. It's so good. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. You were gone. No, but do you know oh, what sorry. I mean? Like, that's something cool yes. that the holidays brings out. Moments, places, and people that make you feel little sparks of joy. And I think that ultimately is what should define the holiday spirit. Not necessarily all the the cranberries at the store and all the Christmas decorations and lights that are shoved down your throat and this this kind of like pressure to be cheery all the time, which isn't necessarily realistic, but rather, you know, what people bring you actual physical, not physical, but like joy just in, in life. That's I what the holidays it. are all about. Find those that's people. Such good, that's such a good. Like, and surround yourself with them. Wow. wow. Thank you for saying that. I'm, I'm like, I'm just sitting here and I'm, I'm thinking about the ways that your story and and your connection with your hometown is I'm, be, I'm able to connect myself with you yeah. and thinking about just growing, growing up where a lot of, how do I, let me, let me think about this one. I think exactly what you were mentioning where mm-hmm. finding that true, like feeling of connection with, with, family members um and like that is the definition in this case of holiday quote unquote cheer holiday mm-hmm. joy it's just it's spending Good time with some people that in this case you know maybe it's maybe it's a time that in this case is it can be it, it can be overwhelming especially mm-hmm. with people that you may want to see you may not want to see but it's being able to recognize that you know there's there's only so much time that I get to spend with those people and um I think being able to take that time that limited time and um I think just exactly what you said I mean I I, the thing is that I'm, I'm I can't I can't put words to to my thoughts because you're able to word it so perfectly yeah, um thank you I mean, see, I, I literally, I'm speechless. You left me speechless, my girl. Like you really did. <laughs> power, it's a powerful effect. Oh my God, I'm dead. I, you Dude. really, but you no, have, I know you have a saying. powerful effect on, on people. I mean, gosh. Um, I, but think, I think, go for it. So you're so funny and cute. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> I think what you're, what you're getting at is exactly what I'm feeling right now, listening to you speak about this. And it's that ultimately going home and then, like surrounding yourself with people and things and places and items as simple as a cup of coffee from your favorite place it institutes this idea of and we talk talked about this in other episodes specifically the nostalgia one which i think was our kickoff episode to this series um and that's the five senses and i think this is actually something that plays into the holidays because you have it's like you were talking about you have like the cedar wood smells and all the candles and the stores and everything's peppermint and dark chocolate and you have you know bonfire nights and for me 
those smells and senses and Mm -hmm. those kind of elements of the holidays and the smell of gingerbread baking the oven and like those traditional elements to senses can really wrap up the holidays into a nice little bow and it's this like perfect cookie smelling event that's just like I don't even know how to explain it other than like it gives your mind inner peace yes and it's like you associate these smells and these experiences and these these songs right like I don't know if you guys play holiday music at your house but we literally have Michael Bublé on the Sonos at all times like dude literally (laughs) all month and like honestly Kenny G saxophone too like holiday edition playlist which by the way haven't listened I used to literally write my college papers to Kenny G saxophone uh, instrumental music because it's phenomenal and so stimulating for the brain. Anyways, my point being, you associate the holidays with certain traditions, smells, senses, people, moments of joy, hobbies, rest and relaxation, and all of those elements, you kind of throw them in a box and it becomes this, this really, in theory, wonderful week. For 10 days or two weeks of time that you can disconnect in a weird way this is kind of like quarantine vibes is what I like to like associate the holidays with because it's like you disconnect from your your day-to-day and your normal routine it's one of the first times that you're breaking routine and taking time to do things that make you happy hard to break routine Damn. oh my god it's like impossible which is why it's quarantine vibes. Remember when, like, the whole planet had to break routine for two years? That's oh. also really strange to think Wild. about that sort of time. But I mm. think just going back to that, your connection with, in this case, music and the holidays um, and feeling that release of uh, holiday stress, allowing yourself to channel, in this case, just this holiday spirit within with your family by with through this connection um of music and tradition and uh, as a tradition i think uh, there's i think many ways that i have tried to relieve the pressure of what i think the holiday should be like mm-hmm. and allow myself to in this case as you just mentioned break that sense of routine that i've i've been so cut like cut made my day so cut perfectly and allowing myself to say okay you can kind of let it meld into whatever you want it to be for this amount of time Mm -hmm. and I think um in this case addressing stress I've allowed myself to feel its presence in this case like if I for example I go home and I think to myself oh I should probably be seeing in the past, like in high school, I, I was like, oh, I should be seeing, seeing all these, fr- like these people. Yeah. Um, I should be like, if somebody, if a family member invites you to a holiday party, like, oh, I should, I have to see all of these people at the holiday party. Right. And I kind of viewed stress and I might've mentioned this in the past as like an acquaintance and mm. I, I kind of acknowledge, I acknowledge it. And I, I try to, I, I see it as if it's like a, a person or just a or in this case, I mean, more so a person than an object, but I, I feel it. And then I'm just like, okay, I, I see you. I, I feel you. And then I try to let it go. And I'm like, okay, right. you know, like, I this love is that. your time. 
You deserve it. And it's like, I've so much of this past month is me. I've been telling myself, like, I deserve to feel like this. Like I deserve Mm -hmm. it as many times as I've told myself, no, you don't. Um, And I feel like holidays can be this pressure to perform and like act the part and that you've like have every season. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like I've noticed that when I try to act a way that I was in the past, in this case, like, you know, growing up, I, I, I'm a, I was a different person when I was younger during the holidays, but when I've tried to, when I act, when I haven't acted the way that I have in the past and I've allowed mm-hmm. myself to, you know, in this case, ha- have that downtime, allow myself to be, you know, not on my A game during the holidays. I feel as though I've been more in tune with myself and um, yeah. it's just at the end of the day, it's being realistic with yourself and totally. saying, you know, I've been going through a lot or this happened and I'm not on my, as I said, I'm not on my A game or I'm not feeling the absolute best, but that's okay. And um, it's really tricky to, to allow us as human beings, allow ourselves to feel like that because Mm. there's, there can be like, there's always a lens that we have to, you know, perform underneath and um, a certain way. Um, And I think the holidays, it can also feel like that because when you see family, family's going to ask you, Oh, so like, how's your job? Or how mm, are you, are you buying places? And it's just like all of this more right. stress. You're like, no, what aunt blank blank. Got like it. I'm not. Okay. Or it's just like, I'm, <laughs> yeah. just doing, I'm trying to keep my head above water. So yeah. Honestly, Maggie, you just brought up so many good points that I think are super relatable. And again, thank you for bringing up the element of not necessarily accepting rest during a time that is so laced with a concept of rest and relaxation right everybody thinks holiday time is the time to reset take a step back break routine everything we just mentioned blah blah blah. you bring up a phenomenal point because a lot of times especially if you're like a workaholic tendency type person which i think we both (laughs) fall into that category um it's hard to actually break that habit for a week and all of a sudden go from 100 to zero and just not feel guilty about taking time off to sit on the couch and taking time off to go bake cookies with your mom or go get the tree with your dad or, you know, hang up the lights and decorate the tree like you did when you were five years old because it's little things like that that you deserve to have time to, like, do those things. And I think you bring up a really interesting point because, again, thank you for bringing that up because I hadn't even thought about the pressure of resting in a in a time and in a world honestly where we live in this kind of space where we do feel a lot of guilt for taking a break I feel it all the time even when I request pay time off I'm always like oh my god like I don't know if I should be doing this and it's like oh my god it's that like constant guilt of like do I deserve time off do I deserve to actually rest And I think you bring up a great point because the holidays are all about that, right? But it's not necessarily, that's not always how it plays out. And not everyone's family is kind of, sets up an environment where you, where you go home and you actually rest. I know for a lot of people going home is a stressful thing, whether that's, you know, a relationship with parents or a bad relationship with siblings or, seeing extended family in kind of uncomfortable situations. I know not everybody is super close with their extended family. Those situations can sometimes feel awkward and just kind of forced. And it's like you said, you end up going to holiday parties that you don't even really want to be at. And you end up seeing people and reconnecting with people that you didn't even really 
keep up with the entire year but then it's like Mm -hmm. the holidays are this time to like spread cheer and forgive and be joyous and it's like sometimes it's just not it's just not that and I think that is not talked about enough just going home and chilling with your family at the end of the day right and like with yourself I can't wait to go take the bike out of my garage and go ride my bike by myself Absolutely. Like, I can't wait to I, just absolutely live in my own head for a second without a thousand ambulances driving by my apartment. You know but what I, I mean? Tell you, you deserve you deserve to live in your head for, for this Thanks. moment. Like, Very crazy uh, you deserve there. it. I, I, I promise <laughs> you that. And I think, um, you know, it's it's such it's a weird balance where it's kind of ironic how it's as I mentioned before the holidays mm-hmm. like all right you're supposed to be happy because we're all united in this spirit if you're not happy then you're a Grinch wow like if you're literally you know, it's kind of it is it's this forced feeling of being joyous and then if if you're not that if you're not feeling if you're not ex- embracing that feeling then it's just like what like you know people mm-hmm. are looking at you funny or you're just um you you feel guilty for not feeling happy which is yeah like, and so um but literally that's when i i've told myself and i've i've became i've tried to enhance my awareness with um other people's circumstances and other people's lives because to an extent i really relate to it um mm-hmm. and I, even if there's some things that I, I can't, I personally can't relate to other people. I try to make myself as, um, you know, understanding as possible because everybody has a different relationship with, you know, their friends, with their family. And it can be such a weird time, but at the end, at the end of it too, I think there's always a way to try to see a light within, um, a a, a period, a, a break period that can feel, that can feel like there's pressure. And, yeah. um, it's funny cause my, my, um, I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm saying this just because it, it goes with the pod, the, with the pod, but my <laughs> birthday falls within, um, mm-hmm. break and it's always been, it, it's like, it falls very close, closely to Christmas. And I, when I was growing up, I, um, I've actually spent most of my birthdays with my family. Um, and growing up, I was, you know, thought like, I, I want to spend it with like my friends. Like I want to do, I, I, yeah. I was kind of, I was a bit of a, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a name to call myself, but I'm not going to. You were um, a kid. I was, just, you were I, a kid. I was a kid. You wanted to be but, with your friends. That's fair. And I, or I just, I had tried to make all these extravagant things. Like, oh, I, you know, I, I made all these unrealistic plans and, um, I think growing older, um, I, I really learned, I I've come to embrace spending these hot, those, those, my birthdays with my family because Mm -hmm. I really wouldn't want it anyway else. And, um, I, I think it's, I feel fortunate to have grown a grown my relationship with my family in a way that Mm -hmm. I think is, um, that, that I'm happy with, but, I, what my motive for that point is, I think it's, it's been difficult to, Mm -hmm. to reach a point to say that, um, I feel as though parts of my, my relationship, I think with, not only with myself, but with my Mm -hmm. family has been stable throughout the holidays, but I've told myself, you know, if it wasn't, if there weren't Rocky parts, then 
you wouldn't be able to get to the place that you are now and you wouldn't exactly. be the person that you are now and you wouldn't um and i think a lot of people and I, I remind myself that a, a lot of people have have rocky points within their relationships with their um not only with their family but with themselves and i think, yeah um i use that as a as an agent to to get emotionally and closer with people um mm. as comfortable as they want to be with me but i think it's i, I try to use i don't I, I use this word consciously but um use struggle uh mm-hmm. to help break connection and help bring people together so yeah um, while Thank this time sharing can be that. difficult it, it brings it, it can bring people together because of difficulty um through circumstance thank you so much for sharing that I think that's a really good element to add to this podcast because you're exactly right things aren't always smooth sailing um you know there's there's a lot of effort and work that people put into relationships that are good and positive in their lives and I know that family cuts the deepest so if you're Mm -hmm. out there you know maybe not looking forward to the holidays with your family that's totally normal and that's totally okay and you know there isn't this everybody struggles and everybody's constantly working on themselves and their relationships in their life and family's no exception um Mm -hmm. I think growing up you think oh your family automatically is like a built-in unit and sometimes that's not the case and that's something you don't learn until you grow older and it's not something that you work on those relationships in a sense of well yes they're my family but do they have my best interest those are all things that you learn when you get older and I think that's the beauty of age and that's the beauty of taking a step back and thinking okay how do I want to spend my holidays who do I want to surround myself with whether that's family or friends and not doing it just because it's family and friends. I think that's a huge element that comes with age when we're able to kind of select the people that we choose to insert into our lives. And they're not always necessarily going to be the people that were in our lives, you know, five, 10 years ago when we were, when we were more um, children who didn't really have a say at who was around for the holidays. So that's, that's a really key element, Maggie. And thank you for sharing that because oh I gosh, think of course. so many and people that, relate. Yeah. But thank you for bringing up your point. I, I really like, it means a, I, I really appreciate um, your words. And I think I say this because um, I've, it's been being able to look back and see my growth just as mm-hmm. a person and, um, how I've been able to, my relationship as I, um, with my, with my family and with myself has changed so, so much throughout yeah. my life. Um, there's, I could say, wow, like I wish I, there's always things that we, we could say we, we wish differently in our lives, mm-hmm. but there's one thing I, I would never want differently. And that's my family. But I think I, I, it's, I, I try, there's a beauty in looking back and saying, wow, I, I'm just, I'm so happy with, I t- I try to tell myself this, but I'm so happy with the person that I'm, I've become. And yeah. it's something that I, I always try to tell people that are close to close to my life that if, the, if they're going through something or not, I say, you know, you should be proud of the person that you've become. And, you know, exactly. these, it takes in this work. Case, the holidays, um, wait, what'd you say? Cause it takes work to become that. It does. It does. And, um, I think that it, 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 yes, it takes a lot of work to, to get to that point. But, you know, it's, if you have those people 
having people around you um, that that in this case support you um, mm-hmm. that that's huge and yeah. I I've definitely it's important to kind of recognize okay you know it's it takes a lot of guts to want to keep going and to say I don't I don't want to give up like I yeah. I even though I've been maybe maybe I've been dealt a card that I I feel like I shouldn't have been dealt but look at all the wonderful car like different cards in my life that have given me the what's it like give me like a type of um card thing that you want like a royal flush or something yeah like a freaking i don't know yeah royal flush quirky and like, fun um, like a little combo cool i don't house. know cool but house. you know what cool i mean house. so um but i think to all those out there that are listening if I'll I'll have my my mode. I don't know. Maybe I'm going off on my little my. Some of my friends say, "God, Maggie, why are you have like these motivational kind of like rants?" No, I'm like, I don't know. Like, but those people is. are out there listening. <laughs> what? That's what this is. This whole thing is a motivational rant. Come on now. I love it. I love it. But those those who are out there listening who think that they're like, if you ever feel as if you're alone in your thoughts and um you're not you're not and um find the people that support you surround yourself those people especially around the holidays it could be a difficult time it could also be a wonderful time so whatever your circumstances you know we just hope that this next week through the end of the year is, is a time that you can really take to reset with yourself with your family and your friends whoever you choose to to surround yourself with and that it can hopefully bring some inner peace to I think what a lot of people would call the burnout that comes with it being December. So with that being said, um, we are so thankful that you guys are here on this journey with us at the podcast. Thank you for listening, whether you're a weekly listener or first timer, welcome, by the way, if you're new, um, stick around. (laughs) And as always, episodes every Friday, we can't wait to chat next week about you know, maybe New Year's resolutions. I don't know, something holiday related for sure. Again, something, something holiday themed. Yeah, we will, we will ponder. We will, but in the meantime, happy holidays, you guys. Take it easy. Give yourself a rest and a pat on the shoulder. Give yourself because a little bit slack. You deserve cut it. Yourself some slack, yeah, for real. But mm-hmm. we're so grateful for you guys, and we'll chat next week. Thank you so much, Maggie. Thank you for for starting us out and ending us, my love. And we will talk soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Peace. Bye. Hi, Maggie. Hey, Pia. (laughs) I just want to preface everybody. I am podcasting from my yard today because it's a beautiful day and I've decided that that should be fine how's the sound on your end is it okay the sound is honestly not bad also okay. quick, i'm currently recording in my car on my amazing part of my laptop but you know sometimes life gets in the way and it does and that's a exactly <laughs> well we're happy to be here and we're excited for this week's episode because we're going to be talking about power dynamics and titled the episode this week you know, the phrase balls in your court or balls in his court or her court, whatever, those are phrases that we're all very familiar with. They're phrases that we constantly use within our friend groups, our friends, our whatever. 
And it's one of those things that I wanted to discuss with Maggie today because I think there's a lot to be said about the power dynamics in relationships as well as friendships um, and the ways that that plays out over time, the way that power dynamics shift. I think we can all relate to some degree that there has been a time or a relationship that we've been in where power shifts from one person to another, why that power shifts, what that can look like, and kind of why we are so obsessed with being in control. Yeah. Um, And there's a lot to be said about that. So we're going to be talking about that. We're also going to be tapping into um, kind of feminine and masculine energies within those power dynamics and maybe it can describe a little bit better why things are the way they are among people. So we're really excited to be here and let's dive in. Let's do it. All right. All Happy right. Friday <laughs> when you're listening to this, but it's currently Tuesday. We're home for the holidays and it's actually so nice to be able to sit down without a crazy schedule for once. I feel like Maggie and I are both always like, running around like headless chickens trying to find time to record um which makes today super nice because we have a little bit of time to just sit down and really dig into this topic so thank you for for being here of course and I'm so excited yeah I'm so excited I think today's topic and I know um Pia you always you're you always bring the goods you always bring such interesting topics and I think um you know one of our main goals is to talk about specific things where everybody can relate, everybody can relate to or another. And if not, if you can like take anything out of our conversations, like we, we try to do, it's always, it's always, you know, really interesting. And I think exactly. It's something that I think a lot of us will be able to relate to because this just is the reality of our generation and the relationships that play out. Mm-hmm. At least in my personal experience, in Maggie's and the people that we're close to and the things that we've heard and seen. Um, mm-hmm. It seems to be a common thread within relationships. And specifically, I think this episode will be a little bit more about romantic relationships. Also friendships, totally. But I think this plays a bigger role in romantic relationships because there's this phenomenon of, you know, who's in control, who makes, who calls the shot, who has the power, yep. who's court is the ball in per se and why does that ball stay in that court and the lengths that people are willing to go to in order to get that ball in their court is fascinating I've gone through those lengths you know it's something that I feel like I'm finally aware of at the age of Mm -hmm. 23 that I wasn't maybe in college when I was dating or in high school I wasn't dating in high school but there was definitely some weird situations where I was like oh my gosh this other person definitely has the upper hand um whatever this is something that obviously comes with age and I think that's something that it's important to start on that note that and you know we can go into this deeper but these power dynamics that we're going to be talking about today are clearly going to be shifting um as time moves on and I think that's another interesting topic is you know how do those power dynamics shift within relationships over time is this something that people can kind of beat the game and just find an equilibrium and a balanced scale where they are Mm -hmm. equal and one or is there always going to be a sense of you know who has who's calling the shots who's in control you know who is trying harder to please the other you know who's you know apologizing to 
all those factors play into power dynamics within a relationship. And I think it's just fascinating, fascinating, fascinating how people like um, navigate that. So Yeah, yeah, no, I think I have, I mean, a lot to add to that in terms of just it's so interesting to like understand and comprehend in this case that what one term that I really think is uh, I want to go over and I want to hear your perspective is like wearing the, like who wears the pants in the relationship and what is the difference between uh, dominance and versus submission within a relationship, Mm -hmm. even just applying to gender and how that has changed over time and throughout just history, how, you know, we, we came from a, a period in time where women were just seen as, you know, the women who ran the house, they stayed in, they took care of the kids, affected mm-hmm. um, the household. But at the same time, you know, how is that dynamic, uh, that submissive position, how's that dynamic changed throughout time and how, definitely, you know, in this case, how does it shaped how we view our relationships and mm-hmm. our within our relationships and that we'll talk about a little a little bit yeah. about that within like fem fem energy and yes. you know um boss boss woman energy girl boss energy, and girl boss energy yeah as, and how um, it can sometimes be exactly that that creates an offset in in romantic relationships because i think wearing the pants has become a lot more common among women and mm-hmm. I think a lot more women are speaking up and calling their shots and not putting up with as much shit in our generation, which is awesome. And I'm so here for that. But I think it can create a little bit of tension at times in relationships because things that used to be so clearly divided within the power dynamic mm-hmm. are becoming a lot more gray and a yeah. lot more blurred. And I think that is where these issues, not issues, but that's where this entire conversation kind of takes a turn and it brings up a lot of interesting points. So I think we should tap into those. Um, but yeah, that's kind of an outline of what we're talking about today. Thank you for being here. We are so excited, as always. Um, but yeah, let's let's dive in. I Are you down to start with talking about um, the concept of balls in your court and kind of oh, the I'm, different okay. ways that that, that that plays out and the ways that maybe we've experienced it and the ways yeah. in which that situation can arise at all? I'm I'm so down to start with that. I think if you um if you have any opening thoughts because I know yes. you you had curated this really interesting topic. So if you have anything you want to start out with, yeah, definitely. Let her let her go. I think, you know, it this is a, this is something that I've heard and used myself a lot. Oh, you know, balls in his court. In relationships that I've been in in the past, things can sometimes play out very um kind of blatantly divided in a sense of oh you know I put myself out there let's see if you know he takes the bait or like if he's if he's willing to reciprocate that energy whether that's you you know reaching out to someone and being like hey I'm super into you like we should get drinks or whether that's you being like you know I really want to take things to the next level let me know what your thoughts are and then it's that Mm -hmm. idea of balls in his court when you talk to your friends about it later that day they're like oh okay so you did that and it's like what are you gonna do and then you're like oh well balls in his court in that statement and in that moment in time when you decide to make a move I would say there's a risk factor involved in 
this whole situation you know you take a risk in telling somebody how you feel or shooting your shot or creating a a situation which might be uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and you're waiting for somebody to respond to that risk and that moment in time is when this whole power dynamic is kind of ignited right like that's when the whole shift like starts that's when the other person is like wow like this person just handed me a situation a feeling a statement Mm -hmm. on a silver platter and I get to decide if I want to take a bite essentially suddenly we have this idea of like all right well she's super into me I can kind of do what I want with that information I can either go for it and date her or take it to the next level or show interest back or whatever or I can kind of like take that moment in time knowing that she feels this way about me yeah and I can use that to my advantage and I can stay on top and that is where the problem figuratively and literally yes (laughs) and that's where the problem arises I think in our generation is people people wait for that moment in time where they're where it goes from, you know, you're getting to know each other, things are pretty equal, to one person lays it on the line and the other person gets to decide how to digest that and how to respond to that. And if that decision falls into the hands of somebody who is power hungry, which a lot of times people are in relationships, that's when shit becomes messy. And I want to hear your thoughts on this because I feel like this is so common in college. This is so common, even post-grad. Like this is just how people are. And it's it's kind of a mechanism of self-preservation and self-protection. But I also wonder if it's just, just the feeling of being on top and being the decision maker that gets people the ultimate like high quote unquote. And that's why it's so popular. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? I, you've, I just love whenever you talk, cause I've just jotting down so much. Um, But I think I want to touch upon the, um, the term that I really enjoy that you brought up is just in this case ball is in his or her court and I think I it's funny because I've used this term I mean even mostly when it comes down to reaching out to people or in this case whether it's a relationship or a friendship and I think it's really interesting because whenever I say it I have the intention of okay I've sent out my my flair I've sent out my what I intended to do now Mm -hmm. okay I set this expectation they have to they're going to respond like it's basically taking taking an emotional weight off my shoulder when I say right like okay I've done all I can ball is in their court right done and in a way it's kind of funny whenever I (laughs) say it I feel as though I I take that subconscious weight off of my chest Mm -hmm. like you know what I've done all I can it's in their court okay like and I love that because I I totally do the same thing. It's it's it is a co- it's like a coping mechanism. It honestly. is it's literally um, like a oh, all better. Like you stick a band aid yep, on. Yeah, it's, like, it's such a band aid statement. Yep, it is. Yeah. Um, and I think going off of that, when you make that, um, when I've made that move, um, and when I even hear other people say it, it's it's really true. Where I feel you are setting an expectation. In this case, when I've sent something else, something out to somebody, I subconsciously set an expectation for that person to like reply or say something that mm-hmm. I want them to hear. And I think it's, as you mentioned, which I love, it's just like you're putting a, band- a bandaid on the situation, but you're also setting this, you know, I wouldn't say goal, but 
kind of what I said, an expectation for yeah. what you want to hear back. And totally, it's you know, like you're putting with that reply, you're like relaying your feelings onto what that situation is. You're kind of you're putting yourself out on the line, and you're just thinking. What I've noticed is when I want to hear something back, I say, "Okay, you know, I I've done all that I can." I hope that he, they reply in this way, check. And I think yeah. it's it, um, what I also took from what you were saying, which I thought was really, um, I thought it was worth noting is, um, especially when it comes to the power dynamics aspect of um, putting the ball in his or her court, whether that be a text message, whether that be, you know, even confronting somebody about something, mm-hmm. I think you're putting the power in like when you're making yourself vulnerable and you're, you're conf- like confrontation, like you're saying something that you want, you've been wanting to say, um, whichever the, the circumstance may be, you're putting the power in their hands. I think right. in this case, and I'll explain that a little bit more is when you express your feelings about something, you're making yourself vulnerable yeah. and it's really tricky where, like I've noticed myself when I make myself vulnerable and I bring up and I will mention some things about myself that I, it takes me a while to, to bring up or talk about, or even if it's in this case, speaking to somebody new, somebody that I like, or if it's a friendship, you know, reaching out, um, I'm, you're putting yourself and I've noticed I put myself in a vulnerable position where people, you, you're giving other people that side of yourself that you wouldn't otherwise, if you didn't reach out. <laughs> And you're putting the power in this case, like in their hands, yeah. Um, where they could take it. And I have this visualization right now where it's like you're holding this, like, just ball of light, and yeah. you're just it's on a platter, and you're saying, okay, like this is a part of me. Mm. Um, like, how will you? What will you do with this? Will you take it? Right. Will you conserve it? Will you nourish it, or will you just snatch it Rush and it. just eat? Like be use it to gain more power yourself and right. I'm thinking of this like elixir of light that people yes. can either you know but anyways I think going off of that it's I have a lot of ideas that I just yeah. I'm it's catching a lot on. but no it's, it's a lot it's interesting because I think a lot of people will I've noticed I don't want to say a lot because I have I have optimism but I feel like some people will find will take that vulnerable sense like side of you Mm. and I think since I mean mostly unless you know exactly what as I mentioned before unless you know exactly what you're doing that's awesome but a lot of people are just finding their own way and they're Mm. they're they're uncertain within their lives I've noticed I there's a lot of parts of myself where I'm you know uncertain with what's to come and I think taking advantage of that emotional side of somebody that they put themselves out on the line, they're able to, they feel control, a sense of control within their lives when they do that. Um, and I would love to hear your like perspective on mm. that. Really... When you're putting yourself out on the, like on the line or you're there, you can sense a sense, some type of power struggle within a relationship and you're trying to help, fix a situation that might have gone awry or yeah how did you things for your partner that to help fix the situation and it's you're you're putting yourself out in the line and you only feel like you're being taken advantage of and I just um but I would love to hear your perspective on Mm. power yeah that power dynamic and 
in this case, yeah, if you have any anything to go off of that. Yeah, I think you make a, a lot of really great points. And I think it's exactly what you said, Maggie. It's the sense of taking advantage of somebody's weakness and vulnerability. And I think that what you just said actually opened up an entire new thought that I hadn't even thought of before. So thank you. Of course. Um, it's the idea of, you know, it's exactly what you said sending that text already sucks nobody wants to be the one that's like all right Mm -hmm. fuck it let me put it all out there for somebody let me just be honest and tell them how they feel that is never easy even if people make it look easy or if people seem super confident it's like oh like this person has it all together sending a text like that is never easy it's all you're always worried about how the reaction is going to go you are always worried about it it's something that's extremely difficult to kind of overcome and just be like you know what I want to be honest with this person it takes a lot of bravery and it takes a lot of practice I would say in my personal experience to get to that point I would say I'm finally at that point where I confidently can say that if I like somebody I will tell them people will not be confused about how I feel about them at this point in my life because I just have had enough practice to where I'm like you know what it's not even about how the other person is going to take it or the power dynamic flip because sometimes it's just a risk you have to take. If you feel a certain way about somebody, it's like, all right, whatever. Like I just need to tell them so that I know. And a lot of, a lot of my coping mechanism personally comes from, you know, if this person doesn't want to be in a relationship with me or take things to the next level like oh I literally hate that sentence but like you know what I mean like if somebody wants to like expand an emotional connection with you or not I would rather know sooner than than later because I don't I don't want to waste my time that's my biggest thing of all like I would rather put myself out there and then somebody be like ah nah I'm good and the other thing that I was gonna say is it becomes kind of obvious when you have experienced it multiple times and I have been, I guess, in a way lucky to have been able to experience these, these power dynamics get taken advantage of in situations. I've been on both ends, right? I've been the one to send the risky text and I've been the one to receive one. And then finally be holding that freaking elixir that you were talking about and being like, Oh God, what do I do? I'm holding this person's heart in my hand. And it's, it becomes a very difficult situation either way. However, when you're put in those situations and you have difficult different outcomes over time with different people in different situations, it becomes very clear to me when people use your risky text, let's just call it that, as a leg up. And there are certain signs that I've noticed. Yeah. There are certain actions that change when people use that moment in time, like we talked about earlier to kind of step above you and kind of take the whole balls in my core I call the shots to a level where it's unattractive and you need to get out and I think that's something that a lot of people including myself have struggled to identify whether people are you know using that opportunity to one-up you and to have the power and to always be like oh she's more into me than I'm into her so like it's fine type dynamic and there, there are very simple signs that you can look out for for that. And in my, in my experience, it's been, you know, simple things like, are you always reaching out to them, trying to see them, trying to yep. make plans? Are you always the one, you know, reassuring them about how they are? Are they putting on this front of being highly insecure and constantly needing validation from you? Is that something that you're constantly feeding somebody else's 
validation needs and you know that can look and that can look very differently person to person but what does that look like what shifts in that moment in time where you give somebody else that power over you and are you suddenly feeling as though they are calling all the shots in so many other forms like are they the ones suddenly being like well I'm this is what's happening in my life so like either like pull up in it or don't and it's it's hard to explain specifics and I'm trying to think of more examples I don't know if you have any that you've kind of dealt with in your um personal life or things that you've heard people go through but I've I feel like there's so many little little like gadgets that like shift when somebody is suddenly in control and they use that to their advantage and they don't use that as a moment to you know, reciprocate whatever you were saying to them. Like, oh, thank you so much for saying that. Like, I actually feel the same way. This is so cool. We can move forward. Yes. I think I'm, it's tricky because I'm trying to think of like any specific personal experiences, but I can resonate with your idea Mm -hmm. going off of the, like in this case, expression where you're kind of setting, like it's important in this case um, to, understand both sides of like the party that are involved Mm -hmm. and understanding what both people are going through before you as you had mentioned you know make make a decision to go about this the situation that's at hand and deciding okay like I could say this and basically having a filter before you say something before you perform an action um, for somebody else. And I think it's a l- in most situations that I've noticed um, it can be tricky when somebody just immediately makes a decision and doesn't really take into account what that person has been going through or mm. what environment like they're they're they've been, you know, in and how that has affected uh, what they're going through. And I, I think that's kind of what I've like, what I can add to that um and I it's actually um I think it's cool I looked this up Mm, yes uh, I looked up the the actual the definition of um the ball is in one's court and I think this will really add to um some of the things that you were saying and it really ties so well with um with your what you had just kind of spoken about and I think Mm -hmm. so I'll just say it right now is that uh, it's an idiom and the ball is in one's court is defined as um, burden with expectations or requirements for something. And the example that they give is, what do you think we should do about the project? Question mark. And then um, the ball is in your court. So I think, I don't know. I, it can be, what I think is really interesting is that it can be applied to this term can be applied to both um, a circumstance that is you know, in a really like in a relationship. Oh, I metaphorically, like metaphorically, but also literally, if that makes sense, like the ball is in one's court where, okay, as you had mentioned, I have made this move. Okay. Now they're that they have to, I, I have this expectation for them to perform a certain way. Right. Um, then, or whether it's, you know, within a work environment when you say, okay, I've performed this task. And this is what I'm, I have this specific expectation for them. Okay. Now this is their, the ball is in their court. They have to now perform this. So right. I think, I don't know if I said it correctly, yes, but I, it's the, ex- it's, it's to do to two different 
uh, situations. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think that was really. I think that's you explained it really well in a sense of like the minute you expect people to deliver a certain response or a certain just feedback in general to an energy that you put out or a text that you send that's when you're ultimately going to get disappointed and then that's where that like that power shift really takes on like a life of its own and then all of a sudden it's your entire relationship that's like this guy or this girl is like the one who is controlling my emotions and my mood and we see that all the time the idea of somebody all of a sudden, you know, you get to know each other and there's a healthy period of, you know, you're just like getting to know each other and things are great. And then all of a sudden, there are times where your partner just has so much control over how you feel. And that's, that just takes me back to college when I would let people kind of dictate my mood for the day or make me really sad or like things would be controlled by how somebody was responding to my messages or somebody mm-hmm. responding to my calls. And that's where that power dynamic shifts and all of a sudden your mood is dependent on somebody else's actions. And that in that moment, again, we're giving somebody else the power to dictate how we feel. And yeah. that's dangerous because you get to a point with people where it's like you're depending on them to make you happy. And I think that's what's so dangerous about young love. It's like you got like it's so cheesy and it's so annoying to hear and nobody wants to hear it like you have to find happiness and confidence in yourself to where you enter relationships and you no longer expect people to be the ones to make your day better yes you are no longer giving people the power to make your day better or to keep your mood up or to constantly reassure you or give you validation like those things have to be had to an extent at least to where you can bring that to the table and not rely on somebody else to be your lifeline. And I think that is like a huge, huge thing that I had to learn in college because it's exhausting at the end of the day, right? Like nobody wants to be, nobody wants to feel like shit and rely on somebody else to make them feel good. Exactly. And then I, I mean, you brought up a really good point where, I mean, it's a question that I ask myself is where does disappointment come in when you mm. set yourself up for holding yourself, holding yourself to a specific expectation of a, in this case, a friendship, or as you mentioned, young love getting into something at a really young age. And in this case, you know, when you enter something, when you're really long, when when you're really young, there's, you're very naive. You're this with guns ablazing with just in this case, no, no real prefrontal cortex saying, okay, like I'm, just going to make all these decisions and I have nothing to lose because I'm young, I'm free. I just, and nothing can go wrong. And I think it's, it's so weird when you get older and Mm. responsibilities start piling up Um, expectations from, you know, um, other people start piling up and it's just, it's such an odd balance between, okay, I, I need to be, I need to gain this level of self-sufficiency before I enter a new relationship. And I need to be confident within myself before I enter a new relationship. Mm -hmm. So I can live up to this specific end of, you know, in this case, the relationship, I I can hold my own and not. Exactly. So I 
need in this like specific validation from this person all the time. So I feel like I am whole. Um, mm. It's so it's so difficult to to like to get there you know, to get there because yeah. it's I mean self confidence is something that I like I personally like it's it's difficult for me to sometimes wake up and say hey like hey. Like I'm I, on top I, of the world. I'm on Let's top get of the it. World. Right. Today's gonna be an amazing day, um, and it's it, it can be it can be really tricky some day some days to just yeah. wake up and feel that way. And I think especially getting into relationships and getting um and putting that on somebody else, it's it's definitely a challenge being able mm. to that point of okay, I can tell myself that every day and feel good about it, um, rather than needing somebody else to tell me that. Um, so yeah, I think you brought up a really good point. Um, with that's it. huge. Yeah. What you just said, and it's so interesting, Maggie, because it's exactly that. And I wonder if what your point just made me think again, like, again, thank you. You saying, you know, that people struggle with confidence and that that's a universal human trait. That's something that we all deal with it may not be on a daily basis, but at some point in time, it's something that we deal with as human beings mm-hmm. in different like varieties, right? Some people deal with it to an extent where it's just like, it's all they think about and other people deal with it on certain days where they just wake up and they're like, wow, I am nothing and I am nobody. And why does anybody want to be with me at all? And I think that goes to show and it, it actually feeds into why some people are so power hungry right you think about why so many people take the opportunity to keep the ball in their court and to have that upper hand and it's a simple answer if you really think about it it feels good to be in control in in every scenario in your group project at school at your job if you are if you work for yourself you have a business it feels good to be in control if you you know are the one that plans the trip for your friends. You're the one, you make sure things go smoothly. You make sure everyone gets on the plane and, and the hotel's booked. It's, it's, a, it's a feeling that people crave to be in control in general. I think that's something that's very common, especially if you're like a type A individual, which I'm guilty. Like I'm literally such a control freak when it comes to stuff. But my point is, you know, why are people seeking out this um, this position in the first place? And I think a lot of it is, it stems from insecurity and it stems from, you know, oh, if I have control over this other individual who is so awesome and so amazing, then I am better than them and I am worthy and I am stronger and I, I, I have the power to impact somebody so amazing. And I think that's yeah, why. That's huge. See, that's huge. Yeah. And I think you see some really independent and strong people get ripped apart in these toxic relationships that we see because of that factor right there it's that idea of wow I can't I can't believe she's letting someone treat her like that and we hear it all the time and it's like it's literally that simple and when people put you in that position of belittling you and taking advantage of you and you like one-upping you and keeping the the power on like in their court or whatever it's like it's almost you as the person on the other side because I've been on the other side and I've been on both. I want to say I'm not innocent either. There have mm-hmm. been times in high school where I'm like, oh, yeah, like I have the power in this situation. I can do whatever I want with this situation. And maybe not being the fairest to the other person and not taking their entire feelings into account. And that's something, again, you hope to grow out of with age. But again, not everybody does. Anyways. <laughs> 
when you're on yeah when you're on the other side of things when you're the person who is being controlled or when you are the person that's trying to seek balance and trying to seek power and get back on track with the other party member the other relationship person involved you're kind of like it's kind of like the game of you know oh like I can get the power back I just need to like play the game right and then like tables will turn because they always do at some point there's always a flip of energy at some point in the relationships that I've noticed and that I've experienced and that's something that maybe we can take the second half of this episode towards if you want yes why do these power dynamics shift what is it about power that at one point goes from one person to the next because we see it all the time and what does it take to get there is it you know personal growth is it realization is it a new partner is it cheating is it like what is it because there's there's shifts sometimes in relationships yep and it it makes you wonder why yeah I think well going off of that first point and thank you so much for transitioning um I think you bring up a really really good new points to go over about power dynamics but I think in this case one interpretation that I have regarding the reason why some people why power dynamics change within a relationship can be just merely the fact of how one's past relationship has influenced the current relationship that somebody is in. And I'll I'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, Yeah, please. But I think that when you, a past relationship and there's, in this case, I'll just give a just random example that is, uh, is false. It's like fake, but, you know, mm-hmm. this one guy has all the power and he feels as though he wants to be show power within a relationship because, for example, his past relationship that he had um, with this woman, she she was manipulative. She, you know, held all of the power within it. She dictated kind of everything within the relationship. And once that ended and this person, the guy had gotten into a new relationship with um with an individual, with a, with a, like, I don't know, with woman, man, who, who not, whatever. Um, <laughs> some point, um, he, he was left feeling defeated and powerless. Mm-hmm. You know, this person, this guy goes into this new relationship and says, okay, I, I want my power back. I, yeah. I feel like I've been defeated and I'm, you know, I'm, I've been left as just d- this deflated balloon of a human. I, I, fe- I want to feel as though I have worth within my next relationship. I want to feel as though I hold some type of power. And right, like the it, whole not again mindset. Yeah, yes. And I think going off of that scenario, which is um, which is super random, but I think going off of that scenario, uh, the message is, you know, past relationships can really have a huge influence mm. on, you know, future relationships. And I think it's truly interesting how especially one's past like their childhood can influence how they handle relationships how they see in this case power within um how they want to control somebody else and yeah how that changes the way that they view themselves and I think I don't know if you have anything to add on that Mm, I think that's so that's so brilliantly said because it's exactly what you said. It's there's so much associated with history and baggage, and that's why it's so fucked up 
when people treat people like shit because you're not just affecting that person and yourself in that situation. You're affecting every partner that they will have down the line. You are responsible for people's trust issues. You're responsible for people self-worth and like self-esteem and there's just so many layers in that onion I think it's I think it can be uncomfortable sometimes for people to people find comfortable comfortability Mm -hmm. doing something that they know they can do well in this case how do I let me explain that even better let me explain explain that better Mm -hmm. power in a way if somebody is treated a certain way if somebody is treated poorly and they only they believe that only having power within a relationship is the way to feel validated to feel as though they're on top because that's the only that's the only way that they've been treated their entire life it's comfortable to stay within that mindset rather than change and say that's not how something should be run because right that being on top my entire life is the only way to do it that's how my parents did it that's how my friends do it then that must mean that it's correct both no right i've i've run into that situation um where like some i i've been around other people who have a mindset of like that i mean Mm, uh, not, not not i mean not super often but sometimes i'll meet people or i'll have people in my life who just believe that that is the right way to go about you know doing things and um how to treat other people because Mm. of the way that they their experiences and their environment that they have been in in the past and that has shaped how they think that that's the correct way to go about you know living life and it's so it baffles me because it's so the way that so messed up you know and it's it's a matter of comfortable comfort 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 i can't say that word comfortability yeah right why am i i'm making it so much more challenging than should be but um i don't know if you catch my my drift but i yes i've noticed that um change becomes change is so much harder to to do and to really adapt to because it's the fear of the unknown and Mm -hmm. like being comfortable misery being comfortable in misery is a lot easier to just stay in rather than forcing yourself to change your mindset even if people have said no that's the right that is that is what we have done that is the way that you should do it rather than say no this is wrong I have to go against what I've been told and what I think is what I think is right right make that adjustment again so so well put Maggie and I think there's just I it makes you really just think like why can't everybody just be nicer and more respectful towards their partners because you're setting people up for a lifetime of, I don't want to say like trust issues, but you see it all the time. And I meet people all the time that are like such wonderful people. And then they're like, oh, but I've been ruined by this one person or my ex still has this power over me. And it's so fucking sad because it's like, one, it's such a shame because there's some really, really wonderful people out there that have just been absolutely destroyed by a past relationship and you see the way that it, it affects them and it's really sad yeah um and nobody deserves that you know you don't choose when you get fucked over it just occurs and that's the risk of you know being romantic with people you risk that every single time and two it's like you can't you can't teach people to get over it you can't teach people to you know yeah this person treated you like shit but like you know there are still good people out there. It's like 
those situations affect individuals differently. And it's just, it's just sometimes the name of the game. Like, you know what I mean? It sucks. It's so, and it's so strange for me to think. Sorry. No, oh, don't worry. I'm like sneezing left and right, you guys, and it's so annoying. I know you're. I, I feel so bad. Like every time, every <laughs> it's every, you're like Maggie. I'm sick again. I'm like, why? I'm literally always ill. If you can tell from my voice, I don't usually sound like this. But um, no, I think it's what I how I see it is I. Well, one of my not, I mean, I say biggest fears. I mean, that's such a big statement, but a fear of that I have that I think kind of influences how I view myself is I'm scared. I'm really afraid of becoming a version of myself that is not somebody that I truly, I, I truly believe in, mm. re- like regarding, like, I don't want to. Just because I've been in an, I've been in a situation where doing the wrong thing is seen as doing is seen as doing the right thing. I don't want to fall into that mindset where I, even though this is not something that I like, this is seen as wrong. And so many people in my, not so many people, but people in my life have said, okay, this is like, this is a, this is how I've treated somebody I know, and it's not right, but I've done it because it's been done like for so many years, and I, I've been. Mm-hmm. This- many years and it's like I'm afraid of I don't want to become that person even though people right. in my, my life have said okay this is how like given given paved that path but it's not it's a path with thorns and it's a path with rocks right creepy crawly bugs and it's like okay I've had <laughs> I paved this path I mean it's there I, I mean I've walked on it and I think you know now that it's it's paved it's it's, it's easy to walk on because it's already there okay. but it's, it's telling myself you have to pave that yellow brick you can pave that pave that road put some yellow bricks on it and do it for yourself exactly. and it's gonna be scary to be chopping down those trees for you, by yourself you know so, literally and, and, literally and putting those bricks down by yourself but it's it's you know telling in this case i've told myself like it's you know the right thing to do it's scary but like you can do it and i'm obsessed with all the metaphors and i agree <laughs> completely <laughs> at the end of the day okay. it's I don't it's know. Really, I was trying to think of something. Of, no, of, I'm literally obsessed because that's story. exactly how my brain works. <laughs> um, um, it's hard ahead. to pave your own path, right? And it's hard to do the right thing. It really is. If it was, if it wasn't hard, sometimes people, mm-hmm. everyone would be awesome and great, and there'd be butterflies and unicorns on planet Earth. But this shit's dark. It's a dark place, and there's a lot of hurt, and there's a lot yeah. of guilt, and there's a lot of yeah. anger, especially in relationships. And you see it all the time. You see people who never recover. Mm-hmm. from the way that other people treat them. And I think yes. if you take anything from this episode, it's, you know, remember that people are fragile at the end of the day and that, mm-hmm. you know, being power hungry is not going to get you anywhere. It's selfish. It's immature to an extent. It's if you're constantly seeking power in a relationship, ask yourself, you know, why do I feel the need to be in control? Am I lacking control in other areas of my life? Why do I need to take down somebody else to build myself up? Why am I not built up enough to enter a relationship at an equal playing field, you know? Absolutely. There's a lot lot that goes into that. You ask yourself those questions if you feel like you relate to any of these things. And again, I'm the first to say, you know, I've definitely led people on and power dynamics my way through situationships and shit, but that was, you know, 
there was there was a time period where I did that and that was definitely not okay and I think I've learned a lot through through age through experiences through time and through having really amazing friends that you know have given me insight and offered their advice and seeing the way that other people are it's all a learning curve where nobody's perfect but you know it's something to think about how do you treat other people how do you want other people to remember you how do you want people to feel about you and if somebody sends you a risky text like kudos to them like like I love that like somebody was willing to be ballsy and like like take a risk and say something that might be a little bit uncomfortable and you know what I it's I'm at that point in my life where if you want to be open and honest with me I will never ever be an asshole about it I will be like you know what thank you so much that was so cool of you to say I'm sorry I don't feel the same way but it's not something that should be taken advantage of people people really suffer from that and it affects people long term. So that's just something to put out there. Whoever's listening, I don't know what kind of people on which power dynamic scale are listening, but I don't know. That's just like my little two peas in a pod about that. Well, your peas are making me great. <coughs> so thank you so much for that. And I think um, it's a, that you're just a great place to, to really close things up. And yeah, um, it's, at the heart of it, it's exactly as you just, as you stated it. Um, when people put themselves out in the line there, that's, that's, it's a really difficult thing to do. And it's, and I've, when I've noticed it and I see it, I like the first thing that I think, I'm like, wow, that must've taken balls. Like, wow. Yeah. I, you know, I really admire your, their confidence. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's, it's, there's a sense of satisfaction. And I think I'm saying this because I've, I've been like, I'm always learning from things that I do, whether they're mistakes that I've made or successes that I've had. Um, and I think it's, there's a sense of when you, there's a sense, not a, this is going to make me sound crazy, but mm-hmm. there is like, there's not satisfaction being, there is a sense of satisfaction with being in control. There's a sense of yes. satisfaction yes. having power, but there's so, there's so the, the most unsatisfying thing for is something that I've noticed within the way that I think is just taking advantage of somebody even knowing that they've put themselves out on the line for yeah. for me and they've taken the time to put themselves in an uncomfortable position to you know kind of say fuck it who knows what what will happen out of this but I care about this person and I if they don't you know like me back then I've tried my best I put the ball in their court right um in that sense and I think um it's how I see it is just I I try to put myself in their shoes and I say wow like I really admire their confidence I really admire that they put themselves out on the line and um if I want to reciprocate that then I will respond in a way that reflects the way that they had reached out and then in this case Mm -hmm. um respectfully to, to to that um sense of like outreach from that person yeah. is the best thing you can do and um exactly just be nice to people like people people are <laughs> hurting just be nice to people yep. people are hurting man and like shit cuts deep deeper than you may think the way that you respond to people it it's it affects them it sticks with them and and I see it all the time I see it with my friends I see it with myself I see it with people who have been in relationships for a long time that still bring up certain things that were said and done in the past and it's like it just goes to show human beings are highly sensitive mm-hmm. and we just all need to do do our best to 
just not be assholes, man. It's literally that easy. It's yeah, it's not it's not that hard. It's not rocket science. But yeah. I love this episode. I think this was super Me fun. Too. This was so fun. Fun fun thing to think about because again, it's just it's so real and it's it's we're dealing with it constantly. So that's the tea, you guys. I don't know. Not much else to say on that front. I mean, I could talk about this subject for hours, and I do, and my friends will, will tell you that. But <laughs> um, I'm so happy we got to sit down, Maggie, and record. Me and too. Always. It's so just such a treat to, to sit and down. to all of our listeners, I hope you guys all had an amazing holiday, whatever you yeah. celebrate. And thank you, as always, for tuning in. We'll be back with another episode next Friday, and we're so excited that you're here. Of course. Thank you so much again, Pia, for starting us out. And I'll see you guys. Bye. Peace.